Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we talk about Blizzard games. Uh, I'm Matthew Rossi. I'm hosting this week, and usually every week, unless, you know, something happens, like, for instance, this week, my throat attempted to close off, so that would have been harder to do the show, um, but I managed to get through it with a combination of grunting and screeching that terrified my, my co-hosts. Speaking of my co-hosts who are terrified of my grunting and screaming, um, first, uh, let's introduce the incomparable Ann Stickney. Ann, what have you been doing this week? I wasn't terrified. I was like... Once he started roaring like a dinosaur, I was really impressed. Um, <laughs> so what have I been doing this week? Uh, writing and playing the game. Getting ready for um, for 6.1 by making sure that I get as much stuff done as I can before it gets nerfed. <laughs> they're, they're changing the amounts. Did you see that they're changing the amounts of gold that are rewarded from certain treasure missions? Yep. Yeah, so I'm getting as many of those missions done as I can, so I can rake in all the gold I can before 6.1 comes out. And then the other thing that I was doing was religiously doing the Love is in the Air holiday boss every day to try and get the toy, which I did not get. All I ever got out of those guys was tokens, and that's it. Mm. I don't think that toy exists. Yeah, that's the thing about... I I didn't do it for the Love is in the Air boss, but back when the... uh they just before the end of uh, mists when they did the last uh, brewfest. Yeah, I was running that thing like mad to get that to get the mount, and finally did get it this year after oh, like years you? and years. Yeah, I finally got it this year. I was like, oh, thank God, because <laughs> I was running that thing. The, the worst part was that um, back when when you could get the mount as a drop off the boss. Right. Uh, I got it, but I passed it to my wife because it was on an alt. Oh, and that was that, nice of you. Well, this was back when your your mounts there were. There was made. no account mount. Yeah. yeah, it was. So I was like, I'm not going to ride. I, don't, I barely ever play this character. I'm not going to ride the mount on him. So yeah, I'll let my wife have it. And then next year they came up with the whole cross account mount. So I was like, ah ha. So we've had like good luck with the holidays this year because you got your Brewfest mount. I got I got the headless horseman mount finally. Finally, nice this year after however many years. 
Yeah. I, and you that... should introduce the other person with us. <laughs> and I no, should okay. shut up. I can sit here in silence the whole time. I'm good with that. <laughs> I was actually going to say now, now that we've covered our good luck with holiday mounts, um, also with us this week is the incomparable editor-in-chief of Blizzard Watch, our, our silent, grim overlord looming in the shadows like a character in a Walt Simonson Thor comic, uh, Alex Zebart. It's it's funny to me that as soon as I started joining you guys on the podcast, I became our local curmudgeon instead of you. Yeah, I know. They realized the truth of it. I don't know if I'd say the truth of it so much as that you have the the you have kind of a primordial curmudgeonness that is <laughs> not d- linked to your age in any way. You just were I don't born know if I call it curmudgeonness so much as just you know apathy. <laughs> I think. Alex came out of the womb that way, whereas I had to learn it through like a lot of, you know... Alex's first word was, meh. <laughs> I, I was born in my 70s. <laughs> you oh, yeah. backwards, you're like Benjamin Button. Well, everything was, you know, everything was fine when it was dark and warm and safe, and then you forced me out here. It's like, eh, I guess. It sucks uh. out here. So anyway, Alex, been up to anything interesting? Um... Up to anything interesting, yes. Launching Blizzard Watch, that's pretty interesting. Yes, but we know that you did that. That has, that has occupied every living moment of probably me and Adam's lives since the moment we decided to do it. So talk about it if you'd like. I mean, this is that show. We have class columnists uh, now. Most of them recovered. I brought on Magdalena or Death Knight, which is pretty exciting. Um, Daniel Whitcomb... Did not want to uh, refill the role again. He hasn't been playing WoW quite as much. So having Magdalena do it is awesome. Um, we're Did we run our, pet, f- we run our pet column today? Yes. Uh, we, you're going to make me try to say her, uh, Leo her username. It's Leo Pleridon. Leo Pleridon. We have Leo yeah. Pleridon, a.k.a. Annabelle. That's her actual my, name. My, my my dinosaur obsession pays off. That works. And she's doing pet battles and various other things for us. And um, we're going to have a monk and a priest at some point, but not yet. Our paladins are working on their stuff. And that's pretty much what I've been doing. It's wrangling all of that and pulling all these people in and making it happen. Very cool. I mean, I'm personally glad you're doing that because, you know, hey, now I have a job. That's, that's it's, what it's... It makes it difficult to play video games. I actually tried to play games for a bit this weekend. I was like, uh, I have too much to do. In comparison, video games are quite boring, so I stopped. <laughs> Ironically, your job as the proprietor of a video game website is preventing yeah. playing video games. It's true. That's how it goes. All right. Well, we, we did a little thing last week, which is new to us, since this is a new show, basically, and that we talked about the news before we did emails, and I liked how that worked, so I'm going to try and do that again. Okay. Uh, first up, let's talk about Argie the Space Goat, because that is my favorite pet that they have ever made in the entire history of the game. Generated $1.9 million for uh, looking for a cure for Ebola. So that's pretty neat. I don't really have a lot else to say about it. It's like, you know, it's pretty indisputable. Argue they didn't the, really, like, try to give, like, the lore of this thing, did they? It's just... Nope, it's Aww. a space goat named Argy. Yeah. Space goat. That's all. Yep. I mean, it's cool. It's it's adorable. It's just like, okay, we're not going to hide it. It's just a cool thing. There's no I like, there's I like no story it when they here. do the charity pets. Because the charity cool. pets, they don't... The charity pets can be anything. They don't even have to be, like, relevant, necessarily. They could be anything. 
it's a straight up reference. Stuff. Yeah, it's a straight up reference to uh, to the fact that everyone calls Draenei Space Ghost. Space Ghost, yeah. Yep. I mean, that's what it is, and it is this. It's this adorable little thing. I mean, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, it just, it's very cute. It looks, and it's the best part about it, to my opinion, is that it it has goat eyes. Yeah, the but freaky goat blue. eyes. Yeah, and it's got this smug look on its face. <laughs> It just—it looks like a Draenei. Like, yes, I'm better than you. Look at my goat eyes. <laughs> so it's got even got one of those little decorative things around its like for its front paw, like not paw, but front that hoof. Box. Yeah, it's just adorable. Or whatever you, the technical goats might have a different. Ter- I think on a horse, that's a fetlock. Yeah. Maybe I, I, I don't I, know. It, I know. It's been a while since I've been like it's obsessed feet. with horses. That was middle school. <laughs> Yeah, I actually used to we used to raise goats on the farm, but I never I wasn't really much for that. I'm My not. sister has a ton. I think she's got somewhere between fifteen and twenty goats. Yeah. See, I was a kid and went we went to Bush Gardens, and the goats pinned me up against the fence and ate my shirt off. <gasps> I'm not even kidding about this. This is actually a thing that the goats did. I to know me. they'll do that. Yeah. So they pinned my like ten year old body up against the fence and just ate the shirt right off of me. So I I, I kind of have like a leery relation to goats. My and goat Gardens. experience only goes as far as Goat Simulator, which I'm pretty sure is not completely true to life. No, not really. Actual goats are they're fun. I mean, if I hear you, it's pretty. If close. you yell at them, they'll all just start yelling right back at you. It's kind of well, fun. Also, it depends on the kind of goat you have because uh, there's a syndrome goats have called fainting goat syndrome, where if yeah. they get excited, they just kill over. And you know, that, I've seen that in my life. My sister has a bunch of like just regular goats, and then she has these ones that are i don't I forget what they're called, but they're smaller and they have stripes down their backs, and they're very dainty looking little guys and this has nothing to do with blizzard games at this yeah, point. yeah, I know well, I'm moving us on away from the goats none of these goats were space goats, but yeah, yeah. no, I like it anyway. when they do charity pets though I wish yeah. they'd do more of them Our, just once a just, year going to rephrase it real quick though argy generated 1.9 million dollars for ebola uh, over 1.9 so, million they didn't give us an exact for ebola number. relief let's specify yes. yes for ebola relief not to get you ebola they're not bringing it over yes it was it is for the, the red cross's efforts to you know help stop ebola and it's pretty pretty awesome in my opinion yeah. okay um they also this week the uh Overwatch has been seeing its, you know, been tweeting all sorts of, you know, new maps and new ideas and so forth. Kind of doing like a little press push, but not a big one. That's been on Twitter. Uh, so if you go over to the official Overwatch They're Twitter, going to be, They are actually going to be at PAX East. And I believe you're going to be able to play it at PAX East, I think. Possibly. Yeah, I don't think they've said much about what they're doing at PAX East, other than Overwatch and Hearthstone will both be there. Yeah. But PAX East, PAX East has historically, I say historically, in the last few years, a place where Blizzard makes big but not major announcements, like the Hearthstone, Hearthstone expansions were first announced there, rather yeah. than reserving it for BlizzCon. Was it last year that they had like a game time thing for for the Warlords beta, something like that? Yes, I think that was last year. Yeah, PAX East. If you want to, if you want, if you are going to PAX East and you want to find them, they're going to be in the Expo Hall at booth eight one one six. Apparently, that's where they're scheduled to be. But um, I know that when they were tweeting, they said something about PAX East needs heroes join the fight. 
which to me that indicates, oh, we're going to have playable demos. So Yeah, and if there's any announcements, it could be anything from here's the new map we teased to beta is opening at such and such date. You know, we have no indication what yeah. they're really I mean, doing. Yeah, it, if... If it follows, you know, past indications, it could be something like, you know, here's something that'll let you into the beta when you know when it comes out. It could be, this is when the beta will be. It could be, you know, just here's the stuff we've already been talking about. Here's a playable demo. We don't really know. So, yeah. But it's you know that's cool to know that they're still you know Overwatch is one of those games that I'm not really great at shooters, like team shooter type stuff. It's not really a genre I'm good at. But the art and the you know stuff they've shown for this is so interesting that I'm willing to at least give it a shot just so I get to play with it. Because, man, there's, there's a monkey with a gun. I'm sorry. Yeah. What I expect will happen is I'm going to get super excited about the game and I'm really going to love playing it, and then everybody else will get a lot better at it than I am, and then I'll hate it. So it's going to be Mass Effect 3 for you all over again? I, I was really good at Mass Effect 3. Huh. Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, I did platinum regularly because it wasn't competitive. It was versus AI. And if I'm playing against a computer, I have no problem with that. If it's against other players, like, I'm a peasant, and they're all immortal gods, and I have no idea how that happens. See, I, was, I actually had the exact experience you were just talking about, but at Mass Effect multiplayer, I always felt like I was laying my team down. I just hope that they open the beta well, soon. You played it I, on... didn't, I didn't get a chance to play this at BlizzCon at all. And I really yeah, you were kind of busy. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of busy, but I mean, I really want to play it. I want to get like get my hands on it. I'm not really one for shooter games at all, but then again, you know, I wasn't really one for doing games like Heroes of the Storm either, and I kind of liked that one when I was messing around with it. So, I don't know. Speaking of Heroes of the Storm, the Anubarak skin for you know the Love Is in the Air event was out. <laughs> the trailer for that was great. The love bug. <laughs> yes, they. It's it is what it sounds like. Just thought you would, we should mention that one. It's a ladybug with hearts. <laughs> um, one of the things about heroes. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't think I'm going to play heroes. I straight up just don't think I'm a MOBA type player. But one of the things I love about it is all the skins. I just yeah. love the skins. I can sit here and just. I could like seriously. I would be one of those guys who will sit there and, and like just have a database of the skins and just look at them all. Like, did you see the one that they did for Thrall where he's like a fell orc? Yes. Oh my that gosh, is, that was the best. The, the Hellhammer Thrall or something like yes, that. Yes, it was fantastic. That's just. I I want that guy to actually show up in WoW. I want him to step through a portal and just be the boss of the next expansion. I don't care. I know it's another orc and I don't even care. I want Jaina's variant, the variant... Um, Chief, the Tier 5 outfit? Yeah, the one that was, like, black and purple. Yeah, that's I amazing. I want that one in WoW as, like, a transmog thing. That, that made me almost, <laughs> almost for a second consider playing a mage for, like, a minute. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm done. I just, I want that as, like, a transmog option in World of Warcraft, because I really, that turned out sharp. There's a bunch of, like, the armor sets and stuff that they've got in Heroes. The, I mean, the- I'm the not- barbarian, there's a barbarian skin for heroes. I'll let you go, but there's a barbarian skin for heroes that is warrior tier two. Yeah, I liked that's, that one too. That's one of my favorites with the with the axe hat and the axe yes. shoulders. She yeah. doesn't wear the hat. She doesn't wear the hat. She doesn't wear the hat. Her head's there, but she wears everything else. But she's got the shoulders. You got the shoulders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not really one for MOBA games at all, and I probably won't play Heroes of the Storm once it's out, like out out, um, just because. Whenever you get into team style combat play like that, I always it 
I'm not, I know that I'm not very good at it. And, and I know that I'm not going to get very good at it. And the last thing I want to do is drag down anybody's rating or, you know, make them lose the game because I don't want to be that person. So rather than, you know, going in and doing my best and hoping for the best, no, I'll just, I'll bow out and let the people that are good at that kind of thing do that kind of thing. But I mean, the demo and everything, I mean, when I was playing through it in the beta, it was pretty fun. I liked it. The demo was amazingly, was at least the last time I played it, which was like a couple months ago, it's amazingly well done to get you yeah. into the game. Yeah. And, and also a little amusing at times when Uther is just getting exasperated with all your questions. Look, just go with it. But yeah, it's, so that's pretty much it. Yeah, Plus, it's curious another one of those things where it's, it's a competitive game, so unless you are super invested in it, you're not going to be as good as everybody else. Yeah, and I'm and just, that's going to ruin your day. I'm never going to get to that point. I don't. It, it's it's not so much about ruining my day. It's about I don't want to inadvertently ruin somebody else's day because I don't play on the same level as they do. I, I'd I mean, rather just go play the things that I am good at. The last time I played Hearthstone, uh, through some combination of like just sheer idiot luck, I was like winning a lot. Oh yeah, and I. I think I was making this one guy lose his mind. Oh, really? Because he seemed like he kept spamming emotes at me all the time throughout the entire fight, like the entire like game, and I felt really bad. Like I, I, because I'm just I'm just picking stuff at random. I don't even know what I'm doing. Uh, I picked garage because I just you know warrior, uh, and I just you know, kept using that shield thing, and I, I was like, I'm terrible, but I was winning. I hate and that I, shield thing. <laughs> and I felt like I was just ruining this guy's life. Like that's the one problem. I, I, I'll admit that I'm glad that in, in, in Hearthstone, nobody can like actually like say direct things directly to you. That's I, the reason I, why I yeah. like Hearthstone is because it, it, I don't feel like I'm ruining anyone's day. Cause as far, as far as I'm concerned when I'm playing it, it's like, Oh, I'm playing a very, very smart computer right now. It's not a person. Yeah. It's just a very smart computer. And if I say hello at it, it'll say hello back. Well, this is great. Yeah, I just I'm felt going like, to poke holes in the Hearthstone board. <laughs> the, guy, the guy dropped his, like, he dropped Ragnaros on me and I still won and I felt bad. Because <sighs> it felt like he was popping his legendaries and I was still winning. Just, yeah. Garrosh Sorry, they, that guy. a monster if you build the deck right. Or <sighs> apparently if you just have sheer idiot luck. Yeah, that too. <laughs> All right, well, at this point, we should move on to emails. Um... I'm getting used to the email address being different, so bear with me. But the email address for the, for the show is podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Uh, please send your emails to that, and we'll answer as many as we can, as we can in a week. Um, as always, we're willing to talk about anything involving any of Blizzard's games, because that is what we do. World of Warcraft obviously gets a lot of focus, because you know that's, that's where we come from. But if you have a question about a different game, uh, feel free to ask it. If we can't answer it, we will try and find a way to answer it for you. Uh, first question is from uh, Ribeiro. That seem right to you guys, Ribeiro? Ribeiro, yeah. Yeah, sure. Hi, really love what you've got going with the new site and hope it continues long into the future. Thank you. Uh, I've been considering getting a race change, not a faction change, for my monk 
I'm gonna decide gonna decidedly bored of human lately, so I know I want to swap to something. Problem is I'm not sure what. Hence a double barrel question for you. First, if I was to pay for the recustomization today, does that set a time limit on when I have to use it by, or does it just sit on my character select screen until I use it? Second, any race recommendations for an alliance mistweaver? Not a bleeding edge raider, so not really bothered about min-maxing, just wondering what you guys thought. Thanks, keep up the good work. Uh Ribero from Elite Wildhammer EU. I'm pretty sure you can use it whenever, but every time I've gotten it, I just used it immediately, so I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah, I think the little icon just sort of stays there, and you can just use it when you want to use it. I don't think it yep. expires. No. I mean, I know that that's the way it is for the like when you go you boost a character, but I'm not 100% sure. Every time I've fought a race change, I've like literally just used it immediately. I think uh, it would be bizarre if you paid for the recustomization and it expired. Yeah, yeah I don't think bought. it expires. It's not, it's not milk. Because I think when... <laughs> it's not milk. <laughs> I think it's, uh, you know, when you buy it, it flags your account and says, oh, this account needs one of these things. And then it just sort of sits there. And then when you use it, it says, oh, this account used that thing and then flags it the other way. I mean, I don't know all the technical specifics because I'm not obviously a technical person given my lack of any kind of terminology, but I, I think all it does is just flags your account and says, this account has a thing that they haven't redeemed yet. And it just sits there indefinitely. I don't, I don't think it goes away. It's like, it's like with the boost. The boost just sits there. But to answer your question, um, for a Mistweaver monk on the Alliance side, uh, I have two answers, one of which is my default answer, and the other is like an actual seriously thinking about it answer. Default answer is Draenei because it's always Draenei. That's just always going to be what I say. But honestly, um, I really like how gnome monks look. Play a gnome. I, like, uh, really, that was my immediate response was play a gnome. They just, they, they're like flipping out. It's like a little crazy. Like it's, I know everybody thinks you know they hate the 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 Star Wars prequels, but remember how the Yoda? Yoda yes, yeah, remember Yoda flipping out with lightsaber? <laughs> it's like that, but it doesn't look silly. It's like you know, well, it looks a little silly because it's a gnome, but that's kind of the thing. But it's just there's something so badass about somebody just who literally turns themselves into a little spinning cannonball and throws themselves at people, and that's kind of how the gnome monk feels to me. I have a, I have a complex relationship with monks. In that I don't like Pandaren, but I also think anybody who isn't a Pandaren that is a monk looks really stupid in combat. So do Pandaren because you look stupid if you don't. See, once again, Alex has you know managed to suck all the joy out of this thing. But you know, hey. the animations are so wonky for everybody else; it's just not natural. I I don't think they look bad for gnomes at all. Um, have gnomes you seen a gnome monk recently? Honestly, I don't see gnomes at all. Yeah, well, there's that. They're, they're so shy. tiny. I have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> um, but I know seeing like night elf monks, their animations are just like this. This does not seem like they right. belong in this game. They just hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let's be fair here. They have yet to fully sync up night elf animations because I'm playing a night elf warrior right now. But even in, night elf warrior, even in mists. Yeah, but since right now, quite frankly, even in mists, even ever. Night Elf animations have not been right for 10 years. Let's just, just, just admit this. There's, some, there's always been something a little off with the way Night Elves are animated. Yeah, and just... Especially in males. In general, the, the poses and stances the females, involved the in monk combat, 
none of them feel Warcrafty or that they flow the way Warcraft combat flows. And when I see a monk in combat in a dungeon or something, like they stand out because it just doesn't seem like it belongs there. Except when it's a Pandaren doing it, then it suddenly is like, okay, this actually fits the combat that's happening right now. See, I, I don't agree with you there because I, don't, I can't. I can't even explain what it is. It's just weird to me. You're making an aesthetic argument. It's the same aesthetic yeah. argument a- all the aesthetics time. Aesthetics-wise, I think there are certain races that look better with the monk animations than others. And it's the ones that are kind of smaller in stature and or squat looking. So, like, gnomes look good. They got the good animations going. Pandaren obviously look good as monks, really good. I think dwarf monks look pretty okay. Blood elf monks are, they're riding the line, but they're okay. The taller you get and the longer legs you get on a character model, the weirder it looks. It's it's really the legs. Because orc monks, orc monks look great. Male orc monks are awesome looking. See, that's another thing, too, is like, I mean, I I honestly, when I was talking before, I'm specifically talking about night elf males. I think it's the same problem that they have when they run. Yeah. They look a little fast. They look like they're going too fast. Yeah. And that's the problem they have when they're doing the monkey animations for night elf males. They know females I have no problems with. Uh, They look fine. See, I think they look weird, and it's just, it's all about the leg length. Yeah, the females also look weird doing the monkey animations, I think. And it's just the monkey animations. Doing anything else, I think they look great. But you get a night elf female monk, and it's like, this is just bizarre. <laughs> but, you know, I I would say gnome just because I think gnomes look cool. Pretty much, if you were playing Horde, I'd be pushing for undead. Because undead un, undead already look crazy good as melee. Especially undead women look really great as melee. Yeah. Uh, they just... If I were going to be playing Horde full-time, uh, it would either be Torin or Undead Female, because just Undead Women look like buzzsaws. They, like, they literally look like, you know, I have things in my hands that can hurt people, and I have people to hurt! Ah! And they just take off. Undead Female Rogues, I, I loved playing that for a while. Um, do they do the flip? Yeah, the they crazy do the backflip. Backflip. When you do eviscerate, they do like a backflip thing. Yeah, so I, I had a friend who who raided on a fury warrior, an undead female fury warrior, and she just whenever she would hit like uh this was before uh, you know mists was before even uh, cataclysm. So whatever the attack at the time, it was probably just bloodthirst. She just do this like crazy backflip. Yeah, it was just really cool. Yeah, I loved the backflip. I thought it was great. So yeah, but for alliance, I'm gonna go with gnome. And if you hate gnomes, uh, I always argue Draenei just because that's me. Yeah, Draenei are also very cool. I don't think that they look fantastic as monks, but, you know, well, the thing is, it's at an least aesthetics Dr- thing. It's not a gameplay thing. It's just an aesthetics thing. I, don't, I think they look kind of funny. Draenei have the staff flip, at least, because they've yeah. always had the staff flip. So it, that the, I think it looks, you know, kind of like it's bug there. me quite so much on a Draenei because they have hooves for some reason, and, and the hooves make the difference. <laughs> it's like That's okay, I can see them me. something. I could see them kicking something because they've got like a hoof. What bothers me about that is they still do a forward kick with their hooves, and Favorite. like I don't think that would work <laughs> the same way as it does with feet. It'd be cool if they like. They should have a very different like animation. Sideways and you know, yeah. It's like a um, back kick. I'll tell you right now, horses at least can kick you front wise. Yeah. I've, in fact, my, one of the reasons. Yeah, but my it's father, not like a toe kick. They just like propel their hoof at you. Yeah, the thing about like one of the reasons 
since my father, keep in mind that the hoof on a horse, at least, is your front toes. That's yeah. its toes right there. If that's it's hitting true. you with its hoof, it's hitting you with its toes. Uh, and that's what they do. Um, my father got his uh, spleen crushed by standing in front of a horse, because you're not supposed to do this. You never stand behind the, the animal's legs, and you never stand in front of its legs. And he got cocky and got in front of its legs, and it just kicked forward, and it destroyed his spleen. Ow. It popped it in his body. Ow, so okay. Do not, do not assume that they can't kick hard. Just because they're kicking forward. Um, but we're going to move on to Black Widow. I, well, it's no A there, but, you know, hey, it's Black Widow. You know what it is. Bulk Widow. Yeah. No, it's not Bulk oh, Widow. Bulk Widow? Okay. I, I'm a widow, and I'm a widow in bulk. I have many dead husbands. Uh, U.S. Area 52 and it has a question for us, and it starts with a question. I've been a huge fan and supporter of transmogging since it was first implemented. Being able to match my gear and create various looks is aesthetically pleasing. However, with my bank, void storage, and bags all to capacity, I've run into a huge issue, keeping my various visual gear sets organized and easily found. Suggestion. Incorporate clickable armor stands into our garrisons, um, storehouse level 4 maybe, that would use an overlay similar to our character tab gear slots. These armor stands could not only display the armor placed within the slots, but have a T-Mog all button that once clicked would mog all equipped gear to the armor stand's look and also deduct the cumulative amount of gold. No more running back and forth from the bank to the, the mogger, then back again. No more where the heck is that piece, is that piece searching, etc. What do you think, or what are your own transmog suggestions slash implementations? Thanks, and I love all the work everyone produces. Been reading daily for years now. Keep it up. Black Widow. Well, thank you, Black Widow. I'm going to say let's let Alex go if he has anything, because the two of us will just talk about this for hours. Yeah, this so. was one... This is one idea that people had for player housing for a really long time. Uh, even before Transmog was implemented, people wanted armor racks where you could display the stats they've collected, and that would be a really awesome thing. But a more simple implementation would be, on your character panel, you can already save item sets that you want to wear. Why not add that to the Transmog screen and just add sets that you want to Transmog into that you can save for later use? I think either one would be awesome. I have to agree that that's a cool idea. Now, Ian, now you can go. See, I like this idea with the armor stands thing because it, it, like, that would be a building I would definitely put in my garrison. Something like that. Like, that, that would make me put the storehouse back in my garrison. See, immediately. Now, here, here's what I've always wanted, and I've wanted it since they first announced garrisons, and it's based entirely on a webcomic. Do you guys remember that webcomic back when Transmog first came out that had a human male standing in front of like a bunch of like lit up things that had all the various warrior tiers and it was basically a parody of Iron Man? Yes. I want that building where I have <laughs> all the warrior armors or you know if you're like a paladin or mage or whatever you'd have all yours. I want that as a building where you basically go in and it's the armory and it's got everything. It's got all your sets set up. And it's got like rotating, you know, go in and like say, oh, call up, you know, set number 72, and it pulls it out for you. Um, if you've seen Iron Man 3, I want that. I want, I want a garrison mission where the Iron Horde shows up to raid and I just let all my armor go out and fight them. I would like, um, honestly, I, I think that like armor racks and things like that, it, it, it would be nice to see added to like the war mill. Because the war mill, once you have that that small handful of transmog sets that the war mail sells, there's not much else to do. There's no reason to really explore the building or look yeah, at the and, building. And the, and the building's are, not really... 
the sets themselves are like kind of limited in their appeal. Like yeah. there's the Stormwind, there's the Stormwind and Orgrimmar grunt outfits, which are cool. But you then know, the rest are all orc sets. Yeah, and they're all like you know the various orc clans. Honestly, one of the things I'm really sad about is that 6.1 isn't putting in like a Shadow Moon Draenei set. Right. You know, like you or know, any Draenei set. For yeah, that. I wondered why there weren't Something. any Draenei related sets there, and I know there's a Draenei set if you do the special. Yep, Garrison Shikari. single yeah, building thing. Sorry, defense. But why is that there? Why don't you put that in the war mill? Wouldn't that be logically where that would go? You would I think. mean, you, there's there's like enough. If you look at enough the NPCs, there's enough NPCs in this game. There's a there's a mail set that the Rengari have that you could put in there. There's there's a, like two different plate sets that you could put in there that the Draenei, you know, pe- the peacekeepers and vindicators wear. And there's some um, cloth sets too. Yeah, there's cloth sets. Um, I honestly feel like that was something I wished 6.1 was going to have. And man, if anybody's listening who can make it happen, you know, hey, 6.2, Draenei Transmog, like, you know, make it happen. Just any kind of, just put some more variety in there because yeah. all we got was orc clans. And I mean, admittedly, some of the, orc clans the, look- sets, the sets look cool. Like, like the Blackrock set looks Yeah, but the Blackrock set looks just like the warrior tier gear anyway. Yeah. So it's like, you know, great. We have a version of the warrior tier gear that warriors are already going to get. So it and basically just makes warriors look less special if you wear it. I think the part that kind of like bugged me a little bit anyway was that it's all separated by type. So Blackrock, the only way you can get the Blackrock looking set is if you're a plate wearer. The only way that you can get the Shadow Moon looking set is if you wear cloth. I mean, yeah. you could pick it up if you wear leather. And you, but you have to physically put it on. You can't transmog it because it's cloth. So that that means that there's like two sets of armor that I can use out of out of the war mill. Well, you can send it to alts. Yeah, I know yeah. you can send it to alts or whatever. But the thing is, is like if I put a building in my garrison, I mean, if I have an alt, why not have the alt build the building and get their own stuff? You know, why would I want to? It just doesn't. It it's doesn't feel like it's there was not, enough. I think it would be weird if my rogue put on like the black rock armor. Yeah, it just it feels like there wasn't. But, yeah, I'm not would, saying that the black rock armor needs to be leather or anything like that. I'm saying that there's only one leather option in there. There's two leather options in there because yeah. you can get the orgamars. So there's only two leather transmog options in the war mill, which I upgraded all the way. So here's what I get out of the war mill: I get two transmog sets that don't take that long to actually get except for like the scrap pieces if you don't get the scrap pieces very often i get a free seal every week which is great but it counts as my one of three and that's it 6.1 you can turn in the extra scraps for items to upgrade your followers which is fantastic that's great but it's like well what was the purpose of this building to begin with it just didn't feel like it had a really defined purpose so it I wouldn't was kind mind, of a catch-all. I wouldn't mind like letting rogues wear the black rock set or whatever for one reason. When they came out with the transmog hats that you could buy from yeah. from Blizzard, it doesn't matter what their their armor type is. Whatever the heck you're wearing, yeah. And I don't see a problem with the garrison building that's about transmog, giving you transmog pieces that don't care if it's plate or cloth or mail or leather or what have you. Yeah, because that's the purpose of this building. Really, I mean, there isn't. It's going to have more purpose in 6.1, but for right now, the purpose is these transmog sets. And, you know, they let you wear the, the Stormwind set, whatever your armor type is, don't they? I don't know. 
I, thought, I honestly I don't know. I, I, I don't know because all I've ever looked at it on, obviously, is my Rogue. So the Orgamar set, it's leather, you know. Well, and, if, they, and, if they just if they have a different version for, you know, whatever, then yeah. they, it's still, I don't know. I just feel like there, there could have been done, more done with that building. And in general, yeah, there could have been more I mean, done with Transmog in there. It's nice with the work orders. You know, the work orders, you get scraps to buy your transmog pieces, which is like, again, there's two options there. But you also get armor pieces for, like, your followers, which is cool, you know, so you can upgrade your followers a little bit more. But it's like, well, upgrade your followers. Cool, I'm doing that. There's transmogs. What is this building for? Why is it here? It has, like, a couple of not quite clearly defined purposes. <laughs> and like, yeah, I mean, really- the, reason, the reason I took it, I mean, when I made it, I could do a Dwarven Bunker, but same, same difference. Yeah. I made it so that I'd get better quest rewards. Yeah. That's oh, why yeah, I have that, it. too. I forgot about that. Of course, I haven't, you know. Well, which like, max level, level 100, so it yeah, doesn't really matter. Doing I, I, I still, I like this idea, though, of the whole armor stand thing that Black Widow is talking about here because it reminds me of setting up <laughs> in Skyrim when you set up the little, do, you know, anyway, it just reminded me of that. I was like, oh, like in Skyrim where you set up the little armor racks and you can dress them up however you want and you put them in your house. Okay, we're going to move on to the next email. Minecraft has armor racks now. Yeah. yeah. Just moving on to the next email, we're not going to the Minecraft hole. Okay. Uh, next one is from um, Valkyros, uh, pronounced Valkyros. Um, tidings blizzard watch council of blizzardiness uh thanks i've got three questions for you all today number one what's your favorite follower and why uh two if you could go on a valentine's day date with a blizzard character who would it be and where would you go uh uh, number three as a longtime range player interested in playing a melee class casually i might add what would be the best class to start with tips and tricks are welcome i'm gonna let you guys talk first and again i'm gonna throw it to alex first because the two of us run them over on a daily basis alex Favorite follower? Oh, you ask this when I haven't actually been able to log in for like two weeks and I don't remember anybody's name. Um, I have a weird affinity for the Night Elf woman who I can assign to my blacksmith because that's a lot more interesting than sticking Rolcon in there. I don't remember her name. Delira Moonfang, maybe? Yeah. Is she the Night Elf priestess? Yeah, I think so. Okay. She's the only one I care about because she's cool. That's okay. It. Next next question. There's three here. I have to answer all three? Yes. If I could go on a Valentine's Day date with a Blizzard character, this can get really creepy. Um, Jaina, because why not? Okay, and finally? Play a rogue. Rogues are cool. I love rogues. Okay. Now, Anne? I know what Anne's answer to number three is going to be already, but what the heck? Okay, so, no, I'm going to surprise you with number three. <laughs> if it's going to be okay. Shaman, then I'm not surprised. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, number one, favorite follower. Um, I'm inordinately fond of Landresser because I really, really loved him in Burning Crusade, and I was really happy to see him come back again. And it's kind of funny because everybody's like, oh, just put him in the mind so he never sees the light of day again. No, I love that guy. I, I want I want that guy following me around everywhere. He's cool. He's like one of the Burning, you know. He's awesome. Why wouldn't... Anyway. Um, number two. I don't know. Number two. Okay, I, you don't have an answer. I, you don't have an answer. Yeah, I don't really have an answer to number two. I guess, like, 
Medivh and hang out in his library, except he's dead, so that doesn't really count. So the ghost of Medivh and will hang out in his library. I think you should date the Shade of Iran. Come on. The Shade of Iran. No! He sent you, didn't he? He sent you, didn't he? (laughs) Uh, Okay, so ranged player playing a melee class. Play a shaman. Play an enhancement shaman. Um, Reason you want to do that is because you could still drop back and do casting if you need to. And it's kind of like that transitionary period in between ranged and melee. It's a little bit of both. Um, of course, I also recommend rogues because rogues are awesome and I love playing one. But, I mean, if, you, if, you're, if you've been playing ranged for a really long time and you just kind of want to dip your toe in, try Enhanced Shaman because they're, they're amazing. They're so much fun. Okay. Now, first off, I'm going to answer backwards. Uh, three, I am definitely not recommending Warrior for you. Warrior is the hardest melee class to play because we got nothing when things get like, you know, oh, he's going out of range. We got nothing. We got like a every six second weapon throw that does practically no damage. And if you took a talent, you might have Stormbolt, but you probably don't. No, we're not a good we're not a good learner melee class. We are pretty much the hardest melee class to, to play well. So, yeah, if you if you want to like actually like, you know, drive yourself insane going, what am I doing? Then, yeah, play a warrior. But otherwise, no. Uh, I would actually, I'd go along with the shaman idea or paladin. Paladin would be good too, yeah. Paladins are, are not easy to play per se, but they have a lot of options. So if stuff's going south on you, as you're learning it, you can like, you know, there's the paladin tricks that you can use to stay alive until, you know, you figure it out. The only so, reason I didn't say paladin, I said rogue instead, because I've played my rogue more recently. But ret paladin yeah. is solid for learning what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. It's a good class to pick up melee. For number two, I am married and happily so. So I'm not going on any dates with some strange person who's probably mentally disturbed based on my experiences in Warcraft. Um, most of my favorite characters in Warcraft are kind of nutty. <laughs> like cop out, like like Maev, who would, would have I would say if I weren't married, I would probably say Maev. But Maev is a hates everyone who's not a night elf, and B has serious, long lingering anger issues. So yeah, I'd rather be alive. So yeah, no. Uh, and for number one, I'm gonna say the guy I don't want to say in case you haven't. Well, what the heck? It's been long enough. Admiral Taylor. I love Admiral Taylor. I love hanging out with Admiral Taylor and just chatting. How's it going, man? Yeah, I'm sorry about your garrison. Yeah. Mine's still okay, though. So, <laughs> remember that time? Remember that time we were underwater and you were incredible, the incredible pain in the ass? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's You're good to so see you. mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you were just a pain, such a pain. And remember when we went to Pandaria and you were a pain there too. I had to rescue you from fish people, and then basically pretty much run the entire show while you lay around in bandages and then then you managed to screw everything up and leash a shop on the, yeah remember that that was dude i just you man you <sighs> so yeah that's that's my favorite follower i very much enjoy sending him on missions with very low chance of success although quite frankly oh, he succeeds cool. he succeeds almost all the time i sent him on a mission today with 35% chance of success and he succeeded that's because he's Admiral Taylor and he's awesome. I could not believe it. I'm like, you were supposed to fail. Now you're level 97. That's in the that wasn't what I was going for at all. But yeah, Admiral Taylor is probably my favorite follower. Wouldn't go on a Valentine's Day date with him though, because you know Naga would attack and then he'd manage to blow up the entire place with Shaw energy. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. Yeah. 
And last, okay, no, we got time. Maybe we'll get both of these. Who knows? But I'm going to skip to the last one first. Uh, this one's from Lily. Uh, Lily says, Good evening, everyone, and congratulations on your success with Blizzard Watch. My Thanks. question is this. Uh, do you ever see, do you think we will ever see armor models like those found in games like Terra and Guild Wars 2, or perhaps even something similar to what Taranda, Vol'jin, Ysera, and other unique character models get to show off in? Uh, I was really surprised with the new models since Blizzard didn't consider overhauling armor design and move away from the textures being painted over the same skins over and over again. We've seen progress with shoulders, boots, and more recently belts, but chest and leg pieces remain unchanged. Why do you think this is? Stay awesome, Lily. Well, I'm going to say this first off. At least in plate, they actually have moved away from the just painted on thing to some degree, especially plate legs. Yeah. Uh, around the time of Wrath, plate legs got a lot more texture to them, and they got like a you know you'll notice that they went from just being basically stockings on your legs They're to chunky. Yeah, things that actually come out and come off. This was, however, at the same time that plate belts got ridiculous. <gasps> I'm sorry, no, not ridiculous, redonkulous. Oh uh, no, no, no! Don't use that. Pro word. wrestling I mean, it works, belts. but yes, plate, it was. Oh, they were terrible. Plate belts are now at the you know they they've still kind of teetering on this like some of the some of the draenor plate belts are pretty elaborate some of them are nice but some of them are like you know you you put that thing on and that thing is basically holding your guts in that that's not a belt that's a that's a giant girdle i hated every leather i think almost every single leather belt in wrap because it it looked like an inner tube on my blood elf it was terrible (laughs) it looked like she was wearing one of the like the pool ponies it was really bad i'll say this that the Ysera type armor, I wouldn't mind seeing that on male characters, and it has to be as revealing as it is on Ysera. But I don't <laughs> want to see it. On, you know, I think female characters should cover up for a while. And we just honestly, I've always wanted to know why can't my character basically have the Conan look? Why can't I go shirtless and you know, like the dude in Encourage? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The one who told us he was going to kill him last, but he lied. Burly chest. Yeah, like seriously, that is a look you should be able to have. You should be able to turn off your your chest plate, just like you can turn off your helmet. I'd be okay with toggle this. chest hair on and off. Well, no, it's always on, Alex. Or what if they like had chest hair drops with like designs shaved in? <laughs> Dude, why would you know? I've actually tried to shave stuff into my chest hair. It is surprisingly hard to get anything to look good. Like I had a starburst at one point, and that was kind of cool, but otherwise, it just doesn't work. Let's do it anyways. It's Warcraft. Chest hair designs off of raid bosses. See, that's what, that's what my shoulders should have been. They should have just been fur. Just like a fur mantle. Like just, you know, Yeah, just be hairy. But, uh, you know, honestly, I, I think some of the models like on characters like Ysera, um, Tyrande's, actually, Tyrande's current stuff looks pretty good. It looks amazing. Yeah. Vol'jin I don't really like. Um, honestly, in terms of plate... Uh, Varian has the best suit yeah. ever. I love Varian's armor. I would love to be able to wear that as a character. Generally speaking, the NPCs have fairly unique character designs so that they're, you know, visually recognizable no matter where you see them. You will always recognize Sylvanas no matter where you see her. You will always recognize Alexstrasza no matter where you see her. You know, same thing with Tyrande. If you see her, you know that's Tyrande. There's just no way around the that. Is, but they, they did move towards that a little bit. Um, for instance, Garage dropped his shoulders. Yeah. Uh, I and never that got was them. cool. That yeah. was cool. I, I, I wish that they kind of... Um, the thing that I liked about Alex Draza and Ysera and Sylvanas' outfits 
was that they had texture to them and the capes. I really liked the capes. Yeah, they they definitely would be nice to see better capes in WoW. Uh, the thing I about that is those great. on those NPCs, those things don't have to worry about the uh, the variety of situations we put ourselves through. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the cape like I'm going back to Taronda's outfit cuz Taronda's outfit is like basically just robes. Yeah. But it's really detailed robes. They're very pretty. Yeah. Of course we could we could look like Malfurion. I also really really want thigh high leather boots on my rogue, so, you know, just because yes, I think they look awesome. cool. <laughs> no, you're getting chicken feet and you're liking it. <laughs> Get the chicken feet. Yeah, well, generally my can't like wear boots anymore. They don't look right anyway cuz she's a troll, so. <laughs> yeah. One of the one of the bigger issues with this kind of thing is Blizzard rarely designs a piece of armor that is completely unique. They they do for like shoulders and that things was like vanilla that. But that they did that where everything looked really there was like just a ton of really funky distinct sets. But uh, often use like things with like belts, um, belts, boots. They usually just have a small handful of models and they retexture them for every single tier. They don't remodel every single piece of gear all the time. They mostly do that for shoulders, helmets. But otherwise, there's a lot of recycling going on, and they don't. Not every piece of armor is a whole new model. Even stuff that looks very different is a lot of times actually the same thing, just with different stuff on it. Yep. You can really tell this when you go back and look at some classic designs. There are shoulder pieces that you would not know were the same piece. Yeah. Um, but they are, but because the underlying skeleton is the same, and then they just put an entirely new skin over it. And this is still going on. Um, one of the, th- the the leg pieces on Warrior Tier Ten, um, which I, I already mentioned are kind of chunky and built out, are the exact same leg pieces on Death Knight Tier Eight. But they're even different. though they, they're different in terms of the skin on them, but the flaring out is the same. The shape, and they, the skeleton. Yeah. And they've done that before. Uh, it, it's uh, like one of the things Alex pointed out to me last. I think we were talking about this. We were talking about this in terms of like the Paladin tiers from, from Burning Crusade. Uh, and we mentioned that there's the pieces that look like they go together because they have similar colors. Yeah. But they're not actually intended to go together. Like one's the belt for tier five, the other's like the belt for tier four. And then you have like the tier six stuff, which is very unique. I mean, if you, if you want to know what the tier, Paladin tier six looks like, it's what um, Tyr- Tyrion was wearing before he put on Paladin Tier Ten. It's the big, the big shoulders with light coming out of them. And, yeah, Lightbringer. Yeah, and that stuff. I mean, what ha- what ends up really happening, especially when they when they put they do tier design, is they design like pieces that are quote unquote the DPS piece. Then there's the tanking piece, and then there's the healing piece. For any class, you know, for any, like, tier level where there's got class that wears all three, you'll see that with, like, leather a lot. Because druids can do just about everything. There'll be a specific druidy looking piece, and then there's a roguey looking piece. And then there's a piece that might look monkish now. Because yeah. monks wear leather. One of the problems I actually had uh, in recent expansions is, like, Cataclysm and stuff like that. It was really hard to get matching boots yeah because boots stopped being i think was it boots that stopped being part of tier sets 
Boots and yeah, boots. They stopped making boots back as far as like you know. I think Wrath was like Wrath. Yeah, they didn't have. Yeah. They was they went Even to the, like it, the tail end of Burning Crusade. The the pieces that you got because like okay, I remember the the set the armor set that you got in Hyjal and Black Temple. It didn't. That's tier I don't six. Think, yeah, I don't think it had boots or a belt that they, went. They with, were yeah, they were matching boots and belts, but they weren't part of the set. Right, and then, and then when Sunwell, Sunwell came out, yeah. it was like, oh, here's the tier pieces, but the tier pieces didn't match the tier they, set yeah. that they were. They the actually problem, matched the the gear from Sunwell. See, right. The problem the I kept running into is because I was playing a Retribution Paladin in Wrath, or like second half of Wrath and first half of Cataclysm. All your DPS stuff looked Death Knighty. It was Death Knight and Warrior. So I would have my Brett Paladin set, which was like bright blue, and then I would have these dark red boots, and it's, it was garbage. <laughs> it looked so bad. It was, yeah, for Paladins and Warriors, for Warriors particularly, like if you, I have the complete um, heroic warrior tier, the stuff that dropped doing heroic um, Ice Crown Citadel. I have all of it. There's no matching belt or boots at all. There's nothing. Worst. Uh, the, the belt and boots matched to the non-heroic set, but they don't match to heroic. If you want to have color boots the same color, you have to wear Death Knight, and then they don't match. They don't look right at all. Yeah, my Rhett Paladin right now is transmogged into a tier set from Cataclysm, and though I always played Rhett, I collected the healing set so I could have matching look, boots and- matching clothing, and I'm transmogged into the healing set from Cataclysm. I think... What bothers me the most about recent expansions, and a lot of it has to do with the introduction of transmog, right? So they introduced transmog, which was great, because now you can make your armor look like any other armor with some restrictions that are ubiquitous and weird. Um, (laughs) I'm still of the opinion that they should just lift the transmog restrictions. Come on. I mean, come on. Anyway, uh what bothers me, I think, okay, so you got, you went from classic WoW, where nothing matched, not particularly, and you didn't even have a dressing room for most of the expansion. So when you bought something off of the auction house, it was kind of this fashion show roulette where you didn't know what you were going to get until you put it on. And, and half the time it looked really ridiculous. I My night after it looked, looked like a clown. It was terrible, but all the pieces were good. It was just none of them went together. Um, and then you got to Burning Crusade, where you got more of that, because a lot of the Burning Crusade gear was it carried over with the same models as vanilla. There was just this gigantic variety mishmash of stuff, right? Nothing really matched. So then we get to Wrath, and to kind of address that whole clown suit issue, everything got made into the same kind of color palette theme thing going, where everything sort of went together, even if it wasn't from the same set it still looked okay together because they were all kind of from the same color palette. And that was cool, right? And then mm. they give us they give us Cataclysm where it's more the same. It's like everything's kind of cut from the same color palette sort of feel. Wrath went a little too heavy on the Wrath brown. did. It, it did. It, there was a lot of brown in Wrath and there was a lot of purple in yeah, Cataclysm. Cata did that really weird thing where like um, I, again, I can only speak for plate because I don't have any. My shaman doesn't really even wear that kind of stuff. He always wears like old school stuff. But in in Cata, like the warrior paladin and death knight suits were all blue, right? To start the first set, were all blue. Yeah. Then they they brought in in, in the heroic sets were all kind of a weird reddish color. 
sometimes like the the warrior set was a more of a dark purpley magenta red whereas the death knight was a volcanic yellowy red right. and the, the paladin one was gold didn't match at all it was like suddenly if you're wearing paladin gear it went from being this like this really neat cool blue that kind of matched everything else to bright gold that doesn't match anything I thought the and Fireland set for Paladins looked terrible in general. It did yeah. because it had that that had that like helmet that was like a hood with like a helmet in it. Yeah, and it was like we're trying to make you remember Judgment, but we're doing a horrible job. Well, and There's the something thing- about like the robe texture. If I recall, it was like tattered and stained and disgusting. But maybe my memories are just worse than the reality. I don't know if it was. So- that- Actually stained, but it was tattered, yeah. So going back to my point anyway, so they so they started doing this thing where instead of just mismatched pieces of this at the other that just sort of randomly dropped all over the place, there were certain sets that you could get and those sets were meant to go with each other and they were all kind of the same color palette so that it didn't look too bad if you had one green item from one set and another green item from another set. They kinda they kinda went together anyway. Um and then we get to Cataclysm and they introduce Transmog. And Transmog is all about, oh, hey, you can mix and match pieces now and make these coherent looks and things out of them. So that variety is actually pretty cool. Like most of the Transmog gear that I sell on the auction house is stuff from Classic and Burning Crusade because people want that one blue shoulder pad that goes with like this other thing that they've got in this tier piece from K- Like they want to you know, compile, they don't just want an armor set, they want to, like, compile different looks all together. But we're still getting that same thing every expansion, where there's, like, three or four different green sets, and they're all recolors of the exact same model. Actually, you know what's really weird? Really boring. What I've noticed is they're not even necessarily recolors anymore. Yeah. Like, I was, I'm going through um, Spires of Iraq, and in Spires of Iraq, and, and and uh, Nagrand, actually the same plate set drops over and over again. The yeah. pieces all look the same. And they look the same. They don't look different colors. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's basically carried that, le- that idea of, you know, things should relatively go together. Now everything does match. Like, there's very slight color variation that you can't even detect. Like, this one's and a little more gold than that one. This one's right. a little more silver but than that I don't, one. I don't like that. I, would... I find myself wondering if it's... If it's them deciding, well, people are just going to transmog anyway, so let's just make it like utilitarian. But the thing is, is it's detailed. Like that set is detailed. That, yeah. That well, here's, here's my in. thing. Here's my thing, right? Here's here's what I was kind of getting to. I'm wondering if, for obviously they can't do it for this expansion because the expansion's already out. But I'm wondering if for the next expansion they did like high res recolors of vanilla models with like a different color variety, different palette, this, that, the other, just like updated all of that stuff and kind of fed that into the greens, how that would go over. Cause uh, then you'd have all of these little pieces where it's like, Oh, I can take this belt over here with like this thing from back in Cata, this other thing here and stick it all together. Like which one do you prefer? Honestly, I don't know because I know that a lot of people who don't use transmog at all. Okay. Well, when and you that's take what's transmog, strange. When you take transmog into consideration and you look at the two different types that we have of green gear, and I'm not talking about like the blue sets in the dungeons or anything. I'm just talking about flat out green gear. You go kill an orc out in a field and he drops a belt, right? Or quest items because they usually or match Or quest items, the same. you know, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, 
which is better? Do we want the thing where it's all like one color palette and all kind of looks the same-ish? Or do we want that variety as just like a pool of resources to pull from for transmog? Honestly, I, I can tell you right now, I have no idea which is which will, would happen because I don't know how they design that stuff anymore. Like, I don't know where the focus is. It feels like the focus is definitely on raid gear. Yeah. And how raid gear looks. Yeah, for me, it's, it's all for... In recent expansions, it feels like they kind of gave up on having diversity in appearances of the gr- those green items. They just give you a leveling set. Yeah. And your leveling set is always going to be the same, and it's treated like a tier of gear. Like, this is what the plate wearers wear until they move on to dungeons or raids. Doesn't that kind of fly in the face of the whole customization aspect of Transmog, though? Because there's a limited amount... A variety that you have to pull from, but really. I don't think I don't think they've ever designed specifically for transmog. Like no, they I don't haven't. think there's ever been a set that's like, okay, we're creating this for transmog. But should they? It's, I guess is the question. I don't even know how many people use it. Is the problem? Like, I mean, if you're I asking no me idea. what I yeah, if you're asking me what I feel about that, I would think that was awesome. But I use transmog a lot. Yeah. Well, I know you and I do. It's just one of you, those things that I'm kind yeah, of wondering I, about is like, should they be catering more to this idea cards. that people could pull different pieces from different things, you know, catering more to that idea of transmog that they, that they put into the game, that they implemented, and that by, by my reckoning anyway, just running around Azeroth and looking at people is wildly popular. Now, mind you, I'm on an RP server, so maybe that's why it's wildly popular, but same thing. I'm just. I'm wondering if maybe they should be paying more attention to that or doing something about that rather than just throwing us the same two transmog sets from one building in the garrison. All right. Well, we could keep talking about this literally all night. We could. The, the, show, <laughs> the show does need to end at some point, so I'm going to have to step in and do my host job and write us in. Uh, and that is basically all the time we have for tonight. So thank you again, everyone who listens. It's, you know... It's a huge for us to even get to do this, and that's because of you. You made it happen. So if there's something you want to hear on the show, if you want more Transmog talk, if you want less Transmog talk, if you want more Diablo talk, whatever you want to hear, uh, that's stuff we want to know about. I mean, we Lost can't Vikings. promise we'll do everything. Yeah, Lost Vikings. At some point, we're just going to like – one of these days when I have like a really bad throat, I'm just going to have – I'm going to say something like, Lost Vikings, and just like, you know, leave and let Ann go. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the show. Did you know that the lost one? You know, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening to the Blizzard Watch podcast, which has the incredibly inventive name. But you know what? It, it works. We are a podcast watching Blizzard. There's nothing else you can do for it. Um, email. Yeah. Oh, yes. If you have an email for us, uh, podcast at blizzardwatch.com. That's the email address. And we'd love to hear from you. And so that's basically it. Uh, Alex, in got anything else to say before we go? If you'd like to support Blizzard Watch, you can go to patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash blizzardwatch. I just have to say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.